0: This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 170. Today we have on holistic plant-based nutritionist, Allie Essig, the founder of PlantWise, and she's going to be teaching us the what's, the why's, and the how's of plant-based eating. Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids, and at Helping of Happiness, we love to help build up families by providing delicious family recipes, exciting travel guides, and home and family hacks to make life more manageable and more fun. There are a lot of things I am still learning and I'm trying to figure out, and that is why we have this podcast, to have our friends come on here and teach us and inspire us to be better and grow closer to Jesus Christ. So I want to give you a little bit of background about why this topic that we're talking about has been so important and impactful to me today. So after having my seventh baby, which was almost six years ago, I just could not get a handle on my health. So like my blood pressure was crazy. My weight wasn't coming off. My energy was in the tank. and My other numbers weren't looking so great. But I just kind of said, you know, it's because I'm busy with this baby. I'll get to it later. I'm busy creating Helping of Happiness. COVID hit. My daughter went to college. I sent her on a mission. She came home, sent my son on a mission. My, you know, like kids are leaving the nest. It was all very emotional. And I just felt like I was just masking you know, my personal health, I just wasn't putting it first because I just kept getting sucked into everything else that was happening around me, right? I just kept thinking, there. you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I just wasn't. So... In the midst of all this, and this has been a journey for years, right? My aunt has been amazing. She eats this plant-based diet, and she's been doing it for a long, long time, and every time I talked to her about it, I just loved hearing what she was doing, and I was so intrigued, and I just felt these nudges that I should do something like that, but I just felt like this is impossible. I could never do something like this. I just could never really commit. She's just amazing, and I just can't even imagine doing something like that. So uh, over a year ago, it's been about a year, just a little over a year, I, I decided, okay, I really need to start trying something, but I just can't give this my full focus. And so some friends and I started doing what we call Tackle It Tuesdays. And so every Tuesday, we would do our best to accomplish our goals. We're like, okay, we cannot be perfect all the time, but on Tuesdays, we can do a really good job and really focus on our goals on Tuesdays, and we would check in with each other, and it was really, really great, and it really did help. I mean, it would kind of ebb and flow with sickness and travel, but it did help on some of my numbers of, you know, health-wise, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough doing it one day a week, and a few months ago, I went and got my yearly blood draw, and my numbers still weren't, weren't good, you know, The nudges were back and full force and I was just feeling really strong that I needed to do something and I just didn't know what I felt like I was looking into everything I was looking into macros, you know, maybe I just needed to lose some weight, I was looking into all all different kinds of things. And that's when I ran into Allie's class, Allie Essick, our our wonderful guest that we're gonna have on today, she had a class on the Thriving Mother Summit and she talked about this challenge about eating thirty different plants per week. And this meant like fruits, vegetables, grains legumes, nuts, and seeds, and that felt really fun to me because I am a foodie. I love all foods. It's not like I'm just sitting around eating cookies all day. I just love lots of different kinds of foods, and so I started doing that, and I felt so great, and it was so fun to look at it in abundance mindset that I decided, you know what, I think I'm just going to try to jump all the way into plant-based eating, and it's been over two months, and I'm still going, and I actually really love it, and I'm filled so much better. So much better. Don't feel nearly as bloated. I feel like I have more energy. Of course, I still need an afternoon nap sometimes and things like that. But I I just have learned so many things. And I'm don't get me wrong, this has not been sunshine and roses. Some days are super, super hard and I feel like I can't think of what to eat or feel that there aren't good options when I'm out to eat. But I'm figuring it out, and I am really loving it. And I'd say I'm probably like 85% plant-based. Sometimes I have some seafood, you know, every so often, and a little bit of milk and a little bit of eggs. But I I feel like I have willpower again, and I feel like I'm strong, and I feel like I'm in charge of my food choices instead of my food choices just tempting me and being in charge of me. And... If I lose my way or, you know, I just aren't doing quite as good of a job, then I just cinch up and I work harder again. So this has been a little tricky for me, though, as well, because my family is not doing this along with me. So I still have a lot of things in the house that are not the types of things that I'm eating right now. And I'm still cooking dinner for my family that looks like the way that I was eating before but the beautiful thing is that i've been able to figure out how to make a lot of the meals that i was eating before but just maybe put the chicken on the side or leave off the dairy and put the dairy you know and uh, my but my kids and my husband can put the dairy on if they want and so i got together 34 of those recipes that i've been using and i actually got it together for you guys in a doc all together and it's um I have a link for it in the show notes. So 34 plant-based recipes, and it I tell on there what you know like what things you could leave out like meat on the side or swapping a milk for a plant milk or something like that. So go check that out. So anyway, I'm really getting cl- I'm getting close to telling you the rest of this, and then we will get to get to Allie. But um so Thanksgiving this year was really tricky for me because. I I love Thanksgiving. I love turkey. I love gravy and I love all of those things, but I was I was really trying to make it a little bit more plant-based and for a lot of things I really did, but I did let myself indulge in a little bit of cheesecake and a little bit of pie. And I realize that I really do not feel good when I have things with heavy cream, butter, or sugar. I just it's not good for my body. And I'm not saying this is for everybody. This is this is for me. Just like gluten or dairy might be good not might not be good for some people for me. This plant-based eating really is a lot better for me. And so Having that experience of actually dabbling in that again after being away from it for a long time was really good for me because now I know what I want, and I know that that doesn't make me feel good. So I know I'm always going to be managing this, but it's feeling more and more normal for me to eat plant-based. And the weight is slowly peeling off, but I'm really more worried about my inside numbers than I am my outside numbers, but it is good to see the outside numbers just for a little gauge. And I'm just keep reminding myself that this is a slow process, but food is my medicine and it's, I think it's just so amazing that it can heal the body and what our bodies are capable of when we're fueling it properly. So, um, I am not a doctor or a dietitian, but I just wanted to show this amazing experience I've been having in case it is something that maybe you've been searching for too. So, um, we're going to go ahead and hear from Allie in just a second. Stay tuned after the interview with Allie because we have a little Spoonful of Spirit segment with Lindy Shock. And I'm actually really excited about how this worked out because we're discussing Daniel in the Bible, which is perfect because I was been studying his story a lot about when he didn't eat the king's meat. You know, it kind of goes along with all this plant-based eating thing that I've been trying and this whole lifestyle change. And so it's kind of fun to pair that with this episode. So more on that after our chat with uh, um, Allie. And so let's hear Allie Essay, holistic plant-based nutritionist and the founder of PlantWise. Well, I am really happy to have Allie on our podcast today. I found Allie from the Thriving Mother Summit. And I've been dabbling in plant-based for like the past year and now I'm committed. So I'm so excited to share so many of the things that I've been learning from her. And, but before we go into plant-based eating, Allie, do you mind telling us a little bit about you and about your family?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I live in the Washington, D.C. area. I uh, used to work on Capitol Hill, actually, for congressmen for years. And then afterwards, I worked on campaigns. Once I started having kids, it was a little more flexible to do campaign work. Uh, But uh, right now I have six kids. So all between the ages of 11 and three. And we have twins at the end. So I'm a twin mom, which makes it really fun. Uh, But we my husband's an attorney. We've lived in D.C. We we've raised our family here and we love it.
0: Love that. Oh, that is so fun, man. DC with six kids. I'm sure you get looks. Cause I have seven kids and I get <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> oh yes.
1: Oh yes. It's fun. It's fun though. It's fun to be different. You know, the answer is always like, yeah, it's a party. But I think the cool thing was when someone Said that to my daughter that like wow you have that many siblings and her answer was yeah it's a party
0: I'm like oh. oh I love it oh I love it that's the best no it is a party I love it I love having a house full of kids I just feel lucky we can have all of them so I'm glad you get to have that too it's so fun <laughs> so awesome. cool okay well I would love for you to tell your story of how you guys in your family moved to plant based eating because it's not usually one of those things that at least for me, that I just think, oh, let's just jump into this. There's got to usually be a reason.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And my reason was not a reason that I would wish on anyone else. <laughs> uh, back in 2019, very soon after my twin boys were born, they're about eight months old. Oh my I, found gosh. My- yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so we just had all of our six kids. We had the twin boys. And I found myself rushing to the ER uh my neighbor had actually knocked on my door and I, I was in the shower. So she my door front door was open. Um and she, you know, no one answered. So she comes inside, she knocks on the shower door, and I'm just startled, like what in the world is going on? And she just said, Allie, your husband called me, he couldn't get a hold of you, he's on his way to the ER. Uh, and so you you need to get there. I'll watch your kids. So I hurried and got out of the shower. I mean, my mind's just like flooded. I have no idea. I saw, I missed a ton of texts from his coworkers saying, Allie, something's wrong with your husband. Um, and I'm just terrified. Right. And so I hurry and get to the ER as fast as I can. And I open the door, and I'll never forget the moment where I saw my husband slumped over in a wheelchair, looking like he had aged 50 years, like automatically. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I knew in the moment right then that it it was like, it looks like he's having a stroke. Um, and while I, my heart knew, uh, it took lots of tests and lots of, you know, time in the ER to try to figure out what was going on and, and MRIs and scans. And then we, they finally came to the conclusion that yes, he, it was true. He had had a stroke and it was affecting his vision. So it wasn't just something that happened. And then, you know, everything went back to normal. He ended up having double vision, Uh, and so, which made it difficult to drive. It made it difficult to, (laughs) to work, to do just a lot of the things. Um, and so we were in the hospital for days and they ran multiple tests. I mean, the, the first line of attack is okay. Why did this happen? Does he have a hole in his heart? Does he have a heart arrhythmia? Does he have a genetic family history of this? And everything came back negative. There was no explanation why at the time I wish there was, I wish it was like, Oh, it's just a hole in his heart. Like everything will be fine. You know, we'll fix that. It'll be okay. But there was no reason. And so the only direction they gave us in the hospital was a piece of paper that said, from now on, you have to follow a heart healthy diet. Uh, and that means (laughs) to avoid alcohol, which we already are not drinkers. So that was easy. Um, and then to eat more fiber, uh, to reduce your consumption of trans fat, saturated fat, and cholesterol. And so, That was really confusing to me at the time. I was like, what does this mean? (laughs) I don't even know, you know, we even came home from the hospital. My husband was making himself a peanut butter sandwich and looked at the peanut butter jar and was like, well, there's saturated fat in this. Should I eat this? Like, should I not? Like just, it was really confusing and and really understanding where fiber comes from. Like what is fiber, you know, all of that. So that's kind of where I just started doing the research. And as I started doing more research, everything started leading
0: me towards eating more plant-based. I can't imagine having that big of a shock and then knowing you have to change the way you eat, because at least for us, that's such a thing of comfort and normalcy in our life. That would be really hard. But then, like you say, the food was medicine to him, right? So tell us about what happened when she started eating that way.
1: Right. Right. Well, and, and while it was overwhelming for me, so my, my dad actually ended up passing away from his one and only heart attack when he was 55 years old. And so it was just, you know, a few years prior to my husband's stroke. So as I'm in the hospital, I'm calling my mom and You know, and like, what did you do when this all happened? And just feeling lucky that he had survived it, but it wasn't worse. And so for me, I'm like, I prayed that my dad would have gotten a second chance, that he would have had the opportunity to change his diet. And he never got that opportunity. But because we have this opportunity, like, I was willing to do everything. It was like that mother bear inside of me just kicked in and was like, no, we are keeping you alive for as long as possible. We are changing our diet to improve your vision. Cause that was another thing. It's like, what can you do? what's in my power. There's not a lot in my power, but that is something that I can do. And so that was, well, and I researching, okay, well, what's going to help your vision and eating, you know, what's going to keep those those arteries and your brain open so that he, you know, could heal. And it was all about eating more plant foods, eating more foods that contain those antioxidants. And that's, what's going to heal, you know, and help you slowly. I mean, food is medicine, but it's not directly medicine, right? Like
0: it's a very long, slow path, right? It's not like taking an ibuprofen when you have a fever and you're going (laughs) to feel a little better in 20 minutes, right? No, it is. And I completely understand that. And having patience with it, I think is you don't really know if this is working for a while, but it did work. That was the thing. I mean, after about five months of eating
1: this way, that was the amazing thing was to see his cholesterol numbers came down. His triglycerides came down. His, um, his vision did actually come back after about five months and all of his health numbers did improve. And that was without, and you know, without calorie counting, without like exercise, without this, like, you know, we, in the past, whenever we'd have a baby, we both would gain the baby weight and then we both, lose <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, and we would do the calorie counting. We would do the macro, you know, eating, we would, we did all of it. Right. And it worked like we were able to lose the weight, but it was more of a yo-yo and it felt like yeah. it was hard work and it was sacrifice, and we were just, you know, pushing through it. But eating plant-based was like, oh, if you're hungry, eat a banana. If you're, you yeah. know, like it didn't feel as difficult. Once we got all the other options out of our house, it didn't feel
0: hard. Right. It just, because you're not hangry all the time. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's, that's that's the problem when you're restricting your calories is you're just like, I don't know. I'm not very nice to be around (laughs) when I'm not getting enough to eat. I love that about the plant-based. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's interesting too, because
1: as I really was searching, I'm like, okay, number one, they said to avoid trans fat. So I did the research, like where is trans fat? And a lot of that is just in fried foods. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of trans fat is in naturally found in animal products, but also in like baked goods. So you, you store bought baked goods or, you know, microwave popcorn, or, you know, like the dough, the frozen dough, things like that, which I wasn't eating much of anyway. Uh, but the second thing to avoid was saturated fat. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's that in and the number one source of saturated fat in the American diet is cheese. <laughs>
0: and we were big cheese eaters. Like <laughs> We loved it. I mean, who was it right? Like we loved it. And I know that's a hard one. Cheese just makes everything taste better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Which, and it's funny because we were, we were driving actually my husband and I, as I'm doing all this research and we're listening to this book on tape and he says, you know, I could go without meat. Like I could do that, but I could never go without cheese. And then we listened to the section on cheese and dairy and how that influences, you know, your body. And, and he was like, okay, I guess we have to do it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if he, I'm if, off cheese. <laughs> right. Right. But if he can do it, like my husband, yeah. my cheese loving husband, then everyone can do it. Like it's, and it's amazing how many more tastes and flavors that you find in your foods when mm. you're not masking it with cheese. Yeah, like,
0: for sure. No, I agree completely. There's so many other things that you can use. I, I think that that's really brave though, to just jump right in and just try it. Cause that's not always the most conventional way to go about things. It's here, pop this pill and do this. And so I think that's, that's so awesome. And that you got on board too, I think is really cool. Cause a lot of people would be like, okay, go eat, go eat healthy. That's great. But I'm sure that that <laughs> empowered him to do better when you're going along with it and not have all of your extra, sugary or fatty or whatever it was in your house to have him just be able to eat that. I'm sure that's probably one reason you did it, but.
1: Oh, right. Right. No, for sure. I think there's power in community, right? There's power in like having that, you know, not being alone. Uh, and there's also just power of, of having the opportunity to take the options out of our house. Like we, I never threw anything out. Like when our cheese ran out, I just didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. when our when our meat ran out, you know, I kind of I did somewhat slowly get into it. Um, I did give away a bunch of meat actually, but other than that, like it it took a little bit of time, you know, when the kids wanted chicken nuggets while I still had them, I gave it to them. but over time, I just was like, oh I, I'll for I forgot to grab more at the store. Oh, I'll have to get that next time. Oh I'll have, you know, it wasn't like yeah. so dramatic for my kids. It was just kind of a slow ease into it, but it was more dramatic where we started eating a lot more like salads. We, you know, I like first weekend. Okay. We're just going to food prep salads. And that's kind of how it started where we just had a big, yummy, delicious salad always on hand. I don't do that now. Like you kind of find your, you know, you try things and you find your rhythm and now I'm in a a really good rhythm, but it's, it, you just kind of have to keep trying. I feel like success is just not giving up, right. It's just those who keep going, even when they see, find those roadblocks, right. It's not going to be perfect every time.
0: I had a lot of veggies and hummus when my first couple of weeks of trying this, because it was, you know, you get frozen. Okay. What can I eat? I'm really hungry. Well, I can go eat veggies and hummus till I figure it nice. out. You know, that, <laughs> that was like my, and I love it. So it's fine. And I got yeah. all the different flavors of hummus and it was great to see what I like, but yeah, it, it, totally. That was my, that was my go-to was great, veggies great. and hummus. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, I love that. Okay. So so let's just maybe define plant-based eating like, super st- straight out for people that maybe are, cause I feel like we've talked about it, but kind of danced around it a little bit. So, right. and, and I, so
1: there's, there's lots of different ways of doing it. This is the cool thing about eating plant-based is you don't have to be con- very, very strict about it. Like there's some people who are vegan, like if you're vegan, you know, there's absolutely no animal products, right? Right but you could be choosing, you know, instead of animal products, you could be eating donuts like your Oreo cookies or, you know, French fries. So that's, that's the problem. It's not necessarily what you take out, but it's what you're putting in. And so when you're eating plant-based, you're minimizing the amount of dairy and, and meat or just animal products in general. And you're increasing the amount of plants. Now, plants are fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and legumes. And I like to structure my plate now when I think, okay, well, we'll like, cause that's the hardest thing. It's like, how are you switching from this standard American diet where you have to have a protein, a starch and a veggie. So what does my plate look like? And that's what a lot of people question. And, and so right now it's like, I equally try to have a plate of, of vegetables, of fruits, of like a starch, whether it's a whole grain, you know, any type of starch can be full and then legumes. So those, those, those beans are usually like what I, what I really am replacing my protein source with is mostly with legumes. And that makes it pretty easy because I can still make the same meals that I was (laughs) making before. I just, instead of chicken, I use chickpeas instead of ground beef. I'll use lentils, right? I'm just kind of switching that off. And that was the easiest step into it. It didn't feel so overwhelming because I wasn't trying random recipes online, I was just replacing what I normally would cook. Or if even if I would just cook grilled chicken, now I'm just like grilling my veggies with some chickpeas, right? And just seasoning chickpeas, putting them in the air fryer. And you know, that's my grilled chicken, right? Instead, like that, it's just an easy swap. And so that's kind of for me, how it is. But I'm also, what I love about eating plant-based is that I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. Like I am a 90% person. Like I still like to be able to go to events and try the amazing delectable dessert or whatever it is that they have. Like, Mm -hmm. I still want to try it. Um, I still want to have someone else, you know, give me dinner and I'm not picky and saying, Oh, I can't eat that. I'm sorry. Like I, I wanted that flexibility in my life and I've patterned the way we're eating off of the blue zones. And the blue zones are little pockets and areas in the world where people live to be a hundred years old and older. So that where there's the most centenarians in the world, the people who are living, you know, long in their life and they're eating a night about a 90 to 95% plant-based diet. They're eating meat occasionally, but it's in small amounts, right? Their main source of protein is beans. They're eating mostly plants, uh, but with some flexibility. So that's kind of how, you know, as I shifted my way of looking at food from just, I want to lose weight after having babies to I want my husband to live a long time and I want around then i wanted to pattern how i'm eating not off not after bodybuilders but i'm patterning how we're eating after you know those who live the longest in the world and so that that's kind of how it's shifted
0: no i love that that's that's a huge motivation is having your husband with you all the time right. yeah for sure no i love that Okay. And I love that you gradually did it. Cause that's how I've, I mean, at the first week I was trying to go really just cold turkey into it and I was so overwhelmed and my gut was so confused and I'm yes. like, okay, I I really need to just, maybe I just won't have meat right now. And, but I'm still going to have a little bit of dairy, not like cheese and cream and ice cream and stuff, but a little bit of milk, a little bit of yogurt. And so that's, I still have a little bit of that and a little bit of fish here or there where I'm like, I think I just need a little more or it's easier out when I eat out to sometimes get a fish than to get a vegetarian meal. Cause there's right. just not always options eating out. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you just feel like you have the house salad everywhere you go. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> fine. Right.
1: it's getting better, but I, I'm the same way. Like all, if I'm going to pay for meat, it's usually gonna be a nice salmon, like wild caught, you know, something like that. Um, special occasion thing, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice to have that flexibility. Yeah. It doesn't feel so strict. It feels like I can sustain this for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. That's how I felt. We went to Florida for our fall break and it was like, okay, well, I'll just get the sushi. You know, there's a little bit of crab in there. And that feels fancy compared to all the things you guys are getting, <laughs> but right. so anyway, but now I've shifted to vegetarian sushi and I love it. It's so that yummy. Is. I'm just so really happy. Good. I feel like I'm finding new foods that I didn't normally eat, which has been kind of exciting because I'm loved. I love all the foods. So,
1: yes, it is fun. It's fun. And that's an abundance mindset, right? Of like, yeah, look what you're gaining and not what you're just losing, you know, and you, and, and I'm trying more foods. I'm enjoying more flavors. I, like, I feel like I was just eating chicken, 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 ground, ground, turkey, chicken, ground, turkey, like just, you know, that was my dinners. And now I'm eating Indian food. I'm eating Thai food. I'm eating, you know, like eating such a variety of foods that I never ever would have tried if I weren't for it we're switching this way.
0: It's, it's awesome. I love it. I think it's so good. And I think it's so fun for families to learn how to eat all different things too, and not be scared of different flavors. And my kids are pretty good about eating their vegetables and eating things from different cultures, but they're not quite ready to give up their all their other <laughs> things, which is fine. So that's, so that, that was one thing that I was going to ask you is, how do we move our families more towards plant-based eating? They don't have to go you know, all in if that's not like, that's not something my husband is going to want to do, but he supports me doing it. Right. So how do we kind of do that? So it's a little bit, I mean, your, your whole family went plant-based right, basically. Right. right? For but, the
1: most part. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. And I let them choose, uh, you know, like if we go out to eat, they can choose whatever. So I, we're mm-hmm. not, you know, we're not super strict that way, but but basically it, just slowly, like start with the recipes you already, they already love like spaghetti, you know, <laughs> like they, we you know, maybe take out the meat, add lentils or just add beans to the meat. Like, okay. So if you're making tacos, instead of just going straight for the bean burritos or bean tacos, then you could do half ground beef, half, just start Mm. adding in the vegetables, adding them in more and more. And it's amazing. Like we, a lot of people are like, oh, my kids don't eat a lot of vegetables, but then add more fruit because fruit has the same phytochemicals, the same nutrients. Like there's nothing wrong with fruit. And so add more fruit. I Try to get to that five a day because only 1 in 10 Americans and only 1 in 10 kids are eating just five fruits and vegetables a day. And even if they're eating five that's apples right. a day, that's better than one apple. You know, so it's right. right. what it is and just increase what they will eat. Um you know and add more of that because that's what's going to give them the fiber that they need and the fiber mm-hmm. will strengthen their gut will help them to, you know, prevent diseases overall. Like fiber is really, really a nutrient that we all should be focusing more on. Uh, You know, we're so focused on protein and Mm -hmm. while we have enough protein, generally in our society, we, we don't have enough fiber. And so if we can just, add that in slowly. Just think of how can I add, what can I add to this? You know, what you're having a dinner. And anytime I cut up apples, anytime I cut up something else, like they'll eat it. Right. If it's there in front of their face, you know, preload on veggies is a big thing too. So while I'm cooking dinner, I intentionally try to cook the vegetable first and put it out on the counter and let my kids snack on it. Uh, you know, just because they'll eat more of the vegetables. If it's out
0: when they're hungry, they'll eat it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly exactly so yeah pre-gaming on vegetables is a great way uh adding add just adding more beans and again like you mentioned your gut kind of had a problem the slower you can like mm-hmm. add these in the better and so I don't tell everyone to just switch overnight like just if if you struggle with beans then just eat five beans a day I bet you won't struggle with five beans a day and oh, then yeah yeah a more you know yeah so just just getting those foods in um in any way and a lot of kids need like 15 time like they need to see it like 15 times before some will even try it. So they just need that constant exposure and just having it don't feel like a failure if they didn't eat it because you win just by putting it out there. That's all you need to do is just let it be accessible to them and and then it's their choice from there but your in order for you to win it's just to put it out as an option. And so that that's you know being think of the, have that mindset of just put it out as an option. And luckily plant foods are a lot less
0: expensive. So if they don't eat it, it's okay. You know, and especially right now when things are, the food prices have gone way up. So it's really is nice to have some more options of cutting your budget. Meat's a really easy one. Cause that I feel like the meat is what's gone up the most recently. Right, so
1: right. Right, that's, right,
0: that's right. a great one. I I'm really happy to, <laughs> I've started mm-hmm. buying more things like Chicken sausage and different things like that, so my family can eat it on the side as their meat, and then I don't even have to. Anyway, right. That's been an easier way for me to kind of let them have their meat, and then yeah, about it. Have it as a side dish. That's a really good tip. Yeah. Too.
1: Like cook yeah. your, cook a plant-based meal. Like start experimenting with yeah. plant-based meals, and then just cook some grilled chicken on the side, like whatever. Yeah. Easy so you're not cooking two meals. Because
0: we love like sheet pan meals, where you cut up all the veggies and then throw it on brown rice or wild rice or white rice or pasta or whatever you want to throw it on, or even sometimes whole wheat bread if you want to like sop it up but anyway.
1: Right. So
0: that was an easy one for me because I just moved the sausage over to their little side or I <laughs> give it to them or whatever. And right. and we eat that at least once or twice a week or something yeah. like that. And so that was a really easy, easy one for us. But I'm kind of wondering What are some snacks that you have? Because that's where I get stuck when I just need something quick Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. besides hummus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I love hummus. I know. Right. I, you know, I will do, so I'll season chickpeas, like, and I'll mm-hmm. grill them kind of like when you're grilling those vegetables. So I'll do like yeah. cumin, a little bit of seasoned salt or anything else, you know, make them taste yummy, put them in the oven, grill those up. And then you can have them as like a grab and go. So that's like a salty snack. Mm. Um, we do a lot of pop. So for salty, we do a lot of air pot popcorn. Uh, and I love, I love to spray <laughs> I really like apple cider vinegar. So instead of like a butter, I'll do apple cider vinegar with some, with some nutritional yeast. I know it sounds weird, but I think it tastes really good. No,
0: I want to try that.
1: (laughs) So then it's really, I mean, you're, it's, 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 like the thing that makes popcorn unhealthy is what you're adding to it. And so I'll do olive oil for my kids. Cause I think that's just fine for my kids. But for me, I want to be able to eat a lot without all the added calories. And that's how I can keep the calories lower is just by doing apple cider vinegar instead for that little tank. Um, so, and then nuts, like always having, you know, some nuts or something in my bag. Uh, we really like Lara bars too. Like I always am buying Lara bars to have on hand. Uh, just because they're just dates and and nuts, and so it's easy. My kids usually have one, you know, once a day if we're out about at the park, and then fruit. I'm every time I grab a snack, it's like, okay, what fruit or vegetable can I have? And usually, like a handful of nuts or something else that will that will pair it with, right? So a little bit of protein, you know, whether it's like peanut butter and and apples. Uh, sometimes I'll do that to keep me full or a little bit longer. Uh, But really I try to, I try to avoid, um, a lot of the processed foods, but sometimes I'll buy like dried mangoes, um, or some dried fruit to have where you can just keep it in your car. Like something that you can have
0: road trips. I felt like the dried apricots and pecans were kind of saving me just because it was something that I didn't have to keep cold and I didn't have to worry about it rotting when it was hot. And yeah, that I didn't realize that Lara bars were just dates oh that's so fun yeah I I've been eating yeah. a lot of dates too I've been throwing them in my oatmeal and everything yes. like yeah dates are great I never mm-hmm. realized how great dates were dates <laughs> and especially a date with a little bit of peanut
1: butter I'm like it's like a cookie so when I went oh have my a goodness you, yeah I'll do a date I'll slap some peanut butter you can even put some chocolate chips on top and I'm like it's just like I ate a cookie. it's oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We have, um, a Jerusalem dinner right before Easter every year. And we try to eat foods from the Mediterranean and from the Middle East. And so we always have dates and my kids always throw the biggest fit because I say they look like cockroaches in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. So they don't even know I've been sneaking it in all kinds of things lately when they're chopped up, they don't notice them, but right. <laughs> I'll have to eat my cockroach peanut butter with chocolate chips on it and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. They
1: won't complain. My kids love it. And sometimes I'll do like um, coconut shreds too on top of it. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. See, this is, good. this is good. <laughs> this is making me more excited. So I love that. I love that. Okay. One thing I learned from you is the order of your food. And this kind of scared me at first. Cause I was talk about this a little bit. Cause at first I thought there was, there's no way I can do this. I can't do this for breakfast. <laughs> But it exactly. makes my day so much better when I do. So go ahead and talk about yeah, that a little bit. Yeah. So as you probably are aware, blood sugar like your blood
1: sugar is is all the rage right now. Trying to manage your blood sugar levels. People are starting to understand how, you know, insulin plays a role in and insulin resistance plays a role in a lot of diseases. The problem is that we look at just the symptoms, right? Of of blood sugar and we're not looking at the underlying cause and the underlying issue. So for example, someone could control their blood sugar levels by eating sausage and bacon for breakfast every day. However, over time, since you know those are, are processed meats, those can put you at a higher risk of cancer. So while, yes, it can keep your blood sugar levels stable, over time it's actually putting you at a higher risk of, of chronic disease. So, how can you manage your blood sugar levels, but it like decrease your risk of chronic disease, you know, increase your longevity? And that is by eating foods in a certain order. So if you think about your kitchen sink and you think about washing your dishes, When you're like washing dishes and there's a little bit of bread or even potatoes, you know, it kind of just will get soaked in with the water and go straight down the sink. But if you're washing out some vegetables, (laughs) you know, leftover vegetables off your kid's plate, then it kind of can clog up the sink. So that's very similar in your stomach. We want to kind of clog up the stomach so that it releases everything a lot slower into your bloodstream. So how can you do that? And that's by eating some more fiber-rich foods, um, vegetables, right? So like if you eat your vegetables first, then everything else, then it's it can manage those blood sugar levels. So they've even done that. Like with, if you eat a sandwich together as one versus if you eat the vegetables and then (laughs) eat the sandwich, and there's been a difference difference in the blood sugar spikes. So I always think about it too. Like when we prioritize something in our life, like a lot of people, you know, if you're spiritual, you're prioritizing meditation or praying or reading, you know, reading your, your spiritual texts. And you do that usually first thing in the morning, like that's kind of how you set your day off. Right. And it's very similar with your food. So if you want to prioritize the thing that really is most important, the thing that's going to help you live longer, that your body needs all these micronutrients in, then let's eat those foods first. And it will reward you by keeping those blood sugar levels stable and help you live longer. And it's it's a lot easier. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like before breakfast, when I'm thinking about it, if it's convenient, you know, I'll grab just a couple of carrots and then I'll eat my oatmeal or before lunch. And this is really important if you've been fasting. So you should always, always break your fast with vegetables. Always, always. <laughs> I know you wanna reach for that cookie. I know you wanna reach for that bread, but always break your fast with vegetables. It it really makes a big difference. So you don't have that huge spike because usually when you've been fasting for a while is where you'll get the biggest spike. And those big spikes over time, uh can influence your health in the sense of insulin is a fat storage hormone so when you have these bigger spikes and there's more insulin in your blood overall it's basically telling your body to store fat uh and we want we don't want to do that right we want to keep those stable so that we can dine in on our own fat when needed and <laughs> you know use that storage instead I of- love that image <laughs> just dine in. (laughs) But yeah, that's one of the reasons why you want to do that.
0: (laughs) No, I think that is brilliant. And I really thought I, I'm more of like a smoothie girl in the morning or, you know, I'll have oatmeal or something too. I just love something sweet and it just seems something easy on my stomach for some reason, Mm -hmm. but I started having carrots and even some (laughs) tomatoes or celery or whatever I kind of had around. And I realized the whole rest of the day, I eat better. If I just start with that, because I'm thinking about it first thing in the morning. And I'm, it's like, it sparks this desire. Oh, I did such a good job. I ate my vegetables. I want to keep this up today. You know? Yeah. So I just think from one person who did not think I could do it and thought this is crazy. I really, <laughs> it really is great. I, I really think it's amazing. And I, I was really surprised. That was something that really surprised me that That made a big difference for me. So, well,
1: and and I like that you met. You know, you don't be perfect. So just just Mm -hmm. know, just having that piece of information, it's like okay. Like now, uh, whenever I break my fast, I will always. Eat vegetables. I just just that one information takes two seconds, you know. But it doesn't mean that every day religiously I'm doing it with before every meal. Yeah. But it's something that when it's convenient and when I can, I
0: do, and I I notice the benefits, right? Well, I just think of because we fast once a month in our church. We try to fast every every Sunday and or not every Sunday, one Sunday (laughs) a month. Not kids, (laughs) we're not eating. We're not eating any Sunday. No, (laughs) no, but. I find that usually how we've broken that in the past is we have some big heavy meal, right? Or we have like a really sugary breakfast. Let's have crepes with Nutella. And I mean, yeah, we have the strawberries and all that really good stuff too, but I always feel so sick after, after right. we eat that. And it makes so much more sense when you explain it, how you did about how you just got to clog that up and let things go slow. Cause <laughs> we've had nothing and now we're just going to Shove all this sugar and this stuff in, and <laughs> woo! Yeah, it okay, just—it's yeah. like you just all crash. We're all on the couch, just ready for naps afterwards, you know. Because right. all of your energy—and that's what happens
1: a lot of times after we eat—all the energy is just going, you know, to deal with that huge yeah. spike. And so, in order to have more energy, you know, to 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 decrease those three p.m., you know, like need yes. <laughs> to, to to eat in that that way will
0: help. Will help a lot. Love that. Love that. Oh, so good. Okay. So this was one other thing that I really loved was it goes with your abundance mindset. You had these goals for us to count. I say us cause it's like me and whoever else is listening. I don't even know who <laughs> else was, but these goals for us to count how many plants that we can eat. And that got me really excited at first. Cause I thought, okay, this is something that makes me feel excited. Like I'm not starving myself or I don't know. It just was it was a fun challenge, you know. Okay, oh, I can throw flaxseed in there and chia seed and all these things that I wouldn't normally throw in my oatmeal, but oh, it's more plants. So oh, let's put some pecans in there and let's anyway. (laughs) Will you talk about that a little bit? Because that felt if nothing else, that Mm -hmm. kind of was a good jump start for me because I was getting filled up on counting all my plants that I was eating.
1: Right. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, and why? The reason why it's important to do is because the gut microbiome. Now, back in the day, we didn't know a lot about the gut microbiome. In fact, I like to compare it to like about 200 years ago when you would look up in the sky, we saw that there were stars and we did have some telescopes, but we don't didn't have the technology back then to be able to see the galaxies, be able Mm -hmm. to see how vast it is. And it's the same thing with the technology, with our gut microbiome. It wasn't until 2006 that we really even started to develop the technology to see all of these little microbes that are in our gut and how they play a significant role in our health. So now we know that there's different gut microbes that like different foods, they're picky eaters. And so some love broccoli, some love flaxseed, some love, you know, all these different plants. And it's like a forest right? Like the, and if you think of a, of a thriving forest, like the rainforest, there's lots of snakes and there's insects and there's all these other things that make that ecosystem. It's the same thing in your gut microbiome. You want to be able to feed all of these microbes, their foods, and so that it can thrive. We don't want to just be eating the same thing over and over because you're only feeding a certain type of gut, you know, microbe. And so as you're eating that variety, um, they found, in fact, they did the biggest study on the gut microbiome was called the American Gut Project. And they found that those who ate a variety of 30 different plants, and again, plants, as you're mentioning, are not just fruits and vegetables, but they're fruits. Right. Because at first you
0: think just fruits and vegetables, you forget about, at least for me, I forget about the grains and the legumes and the nuts.
1: Yeah. Yes. Those are all plants and they all, the fiber from those foods feed different microbes. So they, in the American gut project, they found that those who are eating a variety of 30 different plants every week have the healthiest microbiome. So whether or not they ate cheese or meat or anything else, it was really about the variety of plants they were eating. And so making sure that you're getting that variety is going to set your gut up for success and a healthy gut microbiome. I mean, 80% of our 80 to 90% of our immune system is housed in our, micro, in our gut. And so for that reason, let's, let's keep it strong. Let's feed those, those gut microbes, the, their favorite foods. Let's mix it up and, and create a thriving ecosystem inside
0: of us. Love it. That's it's just so good. Tell everybody how we can find you, so they can get all of this good stuff. I'm a huge fan of your newsletter, and so I want <laughs> them all to subscribe to that. But yes. let's uh, let's <laughs> tell them where they can find you. And we, can yes, yeah. So I am on Instagram at Plant Wise. So my
1: company is called Plant Wise W H Y S because I like to teach the why behind eating plant based. You know, after I was eating this way for a long time, and I saw the benefits happen to my family, I just I wanted to stand on the rooftops and just screamed out to the world, yeah. like, this is amazing. And so I I found that luckily you can do that now, now nowadays with the Instagram. Uh, but I also have a YouTube channel where I show you how to cook these meals too, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just need that, like, this is how you do it. These are some recipes. It's just helpful. Um, so I'm on YouTube at Plantwise, and then I'm also we also send out that weekly newsletter. So you come to my website, uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter because I give out a free recipe every week, and we talk about the benefits of different plants every week. So it's just fun to read. <laughs> I love it.
0: It's so fun to read. Well, and it's so good because I mean I've always been a huge fan of if you're eating food at the dinner table and they really don't want to eat it. Like, for example, last night, it was mushrooms that my daughter didn't want to eat her mushrooms. And I'm like, okay, let's pull up Google and let's find out why your body needs mushrooms, you know, and she didn't roll her eyes. But once we read all those things, it was like, this is why we need this. So eat one or two, (laughs) just try it, you know, (laughs) get used to these mushrooms. I know, you know, it's a weird texture. It is some kids really hate mushrooms. And I, I understand that, but Let's get used to it because look at all these good things I can do. So, nice. and I love that you do that with different things in your newsletter, like your fall one that had the benefits of nutmeg. Because there's so much nutmeg that we, I like. Oh my gosh, I don't even think of nutmeg as a plant because I just think of it as a seasoning, you know. So <laughs> right. anyway, it right. was. It's been really fun to. So I'm Maybe. a huge, huge fan. So oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> so
0: good. So well, thank good. Thank you. <laughs> was there um, anything else that you wanted to share? Uh, just mostly by small and simple things, big things come to pass that after this is, this is
1: not the diet where you want to lose eight pounds in a month,
0: you know, like maybe no. it happened <laughs> and it, it can, happen. Yeah. It I have lost but. some weight from it and it's not like I've been trying. It's just right. been naturally coming off and that's not my main aim. I have some other health things that I'm working for, but. I right. mean, it'd be great. Right. Like I'm not <laughs> going to be sad about it or anything, but
1: right. Right. This is, this is the long game. This is mm-hmm. the, you know, you make these small, simple tweaks and, and that's a side effect because I, I believe as you're eating a diet, that's the best for your body, that that will naturally happen. If that's where, you know, where your body wants to go. But in general, this is for eating for longevity. This is, this is the long game we're playing. It's not going to be some fast overnight transition and change, right? It's just eating the foods that your, your body needs, um, getting all those micronutrients. It's not just about counting macros. We need those micronutrients. <laughs> those micronutrients will sustain us and help prevent disease. As I'm seeing more and more people, I know eating, you know, getting cancer and getting all these other diseases, diseases. It's just, I feel like the world needs to know that what you eat matters, um, and eating meat sparingly really can be powerful and beneficial for your body. And I feel like that's, that's been key and seeing the benefits from that. I just, I want to let everyone know that just try it out, you know, just try it, start with what, you know, only, you know, start with maybe your breakfast, make your, your, your breakfast plant-based and then try to eat five fruits and vegetables a day. And then after that, maybe let's attack one dinner, one dinner a week. We could do meatless Monday, you know, then it's, you know, yeah, slowly ease into it. Mm
0: -hmm. That's such a good tip. love that. And then you have this awesome mini course coming out in January. Let's talk about that a little bit because I, I feel like I was lucky and I learned a lot from you at that summit that I watched, but I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about what you can offer with that.
1: Yes. So right now I currently have a program where I work with people who are like me, like who have had a significant other or themselves gone through a major health event. And so we have like, it's a VIP level. Like we hold your hand, you know, for someone who has a serious case of IBS or something very significant. Um, But it's a large investment, right? And I found that there's a lot more people like you who don't necessarily have this major health event, uh, but they they would like more support and assistance. And so, starting January, we're having a membership where you can join for just thirty-seven dollars a month, and I give you okay. This is step one. This is what you need to do. And then we have a Q and A session, and then you know, like you get the support you need without changing your lifestyle upside down you right. know it's just a slow transition you feel called to eat this way a little bit more whether it's for personal reasons for environmental reasons for health reasons you know spiritual reasons you feel like this is where you need to go and so starting in january we're working we're we want to spread our message to more people in order to do that we need kind of a more affordable option so so watch out for that because uh it's going to be amazing where we'll we'll hold your hand every step of the way it's not again an overnight like Join our program and you'll lose 20 pounds, but then you'll gain it back. And
0: you know, stop. <laughs> this is not a diet program, <laughs> right? This is a lifestyle
1: change. This is something that you can see yourself eating this way when you're 80 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be living to your 90s yeah. and hundreds if you are
0: eating this way. Love that. That's the best benefit. Okay. Do you have just a few minutes for the three helpful and happy questions? Okay. So I love to tie this in because at Helping of Happiness, we love to talk about family recipes, which this is a really fun way to kind of bring that into there. Um, We love to talk about family travel, and then we talk about home hacks. And then our website also houses our podcast. So I love to ask you these three questions because they have to do with all these things that we love to talk about. So (laughs) the first one is, and since we're talking food, this is kind of a fun question is what's your favorite food or meal? I, so I love my mom's
1: lasagna growing up. Like it was, she just, it was amazing. It was delicious. We always got really excited. You know, it's the typical, but she just made it like the right way. I don't know how. I know.
0: I know (laughs) that's my husband (laughs) with his mom's lasagna. He (laughs) loves his mom's lasagna. Not funny.
1: (laughs) But you know, what's interesting is I now make a plant-based lasagna soup and it's everyone's favorite. And in fact, I pulled um, the people who are currently in my program, like, Hey guys, I would love to know what's your favorite out of all of my meals. Cause we have a, all these meal plans and I'm like, out of all the meals what's everyone's favorite. And it was the lasagna soup, like everyone <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, like this is it. So it's, it's a really good one. It's tasty. You won't miss the cheese. You won't miss the meat. It tastes just as good, just as delicious. So it's, it's always fun when you can find a replacement yeah. to those those foods that you love. It's not the same thing, but I was right.
0: And I think that's another thing to remember too, is like my, my kids love these halal bowls from plum street collective. I don't know if you ever follow her. She has some really fun recipes too, but it's like this, this great bowl with this turmeric rice and this chicken Mm -hmm. that's really good. And there's a fun dill sauce. And I was trying to figure out how can I like partake in this meal, (laughs) but not eat this. So chicken. I just, yeah. <laughs> right. So I just yeah. did all the seasonings that I would have thrown on that. And I put them on lentils and cauliflower and it oh, was actually yum. really good. So nice. I haven't done a lot of lentil cooking. So I was really excited that they cooked as fast as they did. Cause I was expecting them to take as long as beans and they did not And so that was really good, but anyway but it gave me it was not halal bowls it was not the same thing but it was halal seasoning and it felt like I was eating something mediterranean just or middle eastern I should say middle eastern with my family and it was great (laughs) and it would actually make a really good soup so I probably need to like tweak it a little bit but anyway it's I think I'm all about let's find new things that you like it's not going to be mac and cheese is not going to be something that you're going to be making, right? It's just not. And that's okay. Yeah. Because there's other lasagna soup. It's probably tastier than mac and cheese anyway. So yes, it's good. It's a good one. Hey, <laughs> love good. that. All right. Sorry. That was a tangent for me. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about travel. Do you have a favorite trip or a dream vacation? We, so on our 10
1: year anniversary, my husband and I, um, did a cruise. He, he, Really like cruises because he doesn't have to think about it and you just show him mm-hmm. different places and so it was fun. We went to Rome, we went to Italy, we went to oh. France. Yeah, it was it was wonderful and I'd go back. <laughs> it was just nice. We like actually got the balcony. I mean, it was our ten year anniversary, so we like yes the, like, the nice room and it was it was just great. It was the longest i had been without my kids in years and so it it was just nice. It was nice for like, remember that we like each other again. Yeah, You're <laughs> like wait together. a conversation that's not oh, interrupted no. 50 times. Right. Right. That's been a while now we're, we have our 15 year anniversary coming up, but we're not going alone, but still you know, <laughs> we, we are going to, we are going to go on another cruise, but with the family, cause it's, they're, they're fun. They're for my husband. I like anything. I love to travel, but he just likes, he doesn't have to think about or plan yeah. it or like he actually gets a break. So that's
0: good. No, it's nice too, that you don't have to do the cooking or you don't have to do the cleaning. You just, and it's kind of nice. I've never done Europe on a cruise, but that would be awesome to not have to haul your luggage everywhere. That was always the trick when we were in Europe this spring. It was like, how do we time our luggage with when we can get in our Airbnb next and our different, so that, that would be really nice. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to put that on my list. Awesome. Okay, last one. Do you have a homemaking hack for us? I feel like so many things you've told us were been hacks, but
1: (laughs) I know this is this has nothing to do with food. It's actually so I wash my face with some like the cleanest face wipes. But I'm a face wipe person. I just like ever since they invented those, I love them. And when I wash my face at night, like there's a bunch of makeup, so you should throw it away. But in the morning when I wash it, like they're still pretty clean, and so I'll save them. And I won't let myself throw them away unless I've like wiped down the toilet with it, wiped down the wall, Mm. like wiped out something. So it kind of forces me to like clean just a little something before I throw it away. And they're actually really good at getting like pencil marks off the wall and like other things off the wall. So yeah, I know I found all these like things I can use them on like, oh, I can just wipe that off with my face wipe.
0: That's amazing. What brand is this? This is great. Um,
1: It's like just the one, a Walmart brand. I'm trying to think what it's the one that has exfoliating, like that makes a little. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I wiped off. Things off of the wall many times. I'm like, I don't need a magic eraser. I have my face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could just wash my face and then I'll just wash the wall. It'll be great. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh no, that's brilliant though, because there's always those little spots in the sink that would be really easy to just get really quick. Just just get it. I mean, I I feel bad that it's kind of like a wasteful. It's
1: like such an American thing, right? Like, oh, let's just wipe our face once instead of growing up like using the wash rag like we used to. But but it comes in handy. It's really nice when you can just wipe down other things and throw it away.
0: <laughs> well, and that probably goes really great with some of our traveling, right? That would be a really easy travel hack when you don't have to pack all those liquids and
1: yes, things yes. that you
0: might be using. Totally. hundred <laughs> percent. Awesome. Well, Allie, this has been such a treat for me and I'm even more excited on my, cause I've been a little slumpy in my plant-based journey the last few <laughs> days. Like, Oh, what am I going to eat? So now I'm really excited to get back, good, get good, back, good. get excitement for all of it. So, yes, it's doable. Again, so PlantWise and PlantWise on Instagram, YouTube, and plantwise.com for your mm-hmm. website. Okay, sounds so good. Thank you. All right, Lindy, we got our spoonful of spirit going today. And we're talking about Daniel in the lion's den. One of my favorite stories. I just love Daniel. I wanted to name one of my kids Daniel. It never made it to the list. No no one (laughs) one quite got there. (laughs) Good old Daniel. Yes, Daniel in the lion's den. Another
2: story, another Old Testament story that I knew very little about. For instance, I didn't know that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were basically, like, friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> All these years,
2: you know, you have these two incredible stories about them surviving in death, Crazy really, things. Yeah. being saved from, from certain death, and, and I didn't know that they were, like, buddies they were hanging out together
0: (laughs) love that group i want i want to meet these boys they just seem like they're so strong you know at the very beginning of daniel when they first are pulling daniel shadrach meshach and abednego out of jerusalem and bringing them to babylon you bring them to the king's house because they're some of the finest specimens that they they want to come and teach them the ways of the babylonians and so they're trying to feed them all the king's meat and daniel and shadrach meshach and abednego (laughs) <laughs> like sorry to the head guy we can't eat this this is not in our food code this is not good for us we just want our pulse we just want it's like their little lentils and grain you know nothing super exciting and water instead of the wine and the meat and the guy's like if you guys get sick from not eating this other food then i am gonna get killed <laughs> you know so he was really worried about giving them their food but he let them do it for 10 days and they ended up being even healthier than anybody else that was there and they were smarter and everything else so I love that they have like these little experiences you know and then we you know the fiery furnace story and then now we're going to talk about Daniel and the lion's den so they're just kind of a fun little group
2: experts say I don't know that they were like teenagers
0: yeah yeah especially especially at the point when they first just brought into the Babylonian palace you know lion's den he was maybe a little bit older because it was a little later in his life but crazy yeah Yeah. and a little
2: background on Daniel is Jerusalem was conquered by Babylon and then like you said they were pulling some of these young kids um, and bringing them to Babylon to work and to basically be taught in the ways of Babylonia. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and to work in the king's house, it's so to be torn from your family when you're like 12, 13, I can't, I can't even
0: imagine. And then being so strong to stand up to them when you're and there. And
2: then stand up to the king and the king's yeah. third, like uh leader, you know, like the his household leaders mm-hmm. or whatever and then being like, "Uh, no, I'm not. Thank you for the food and Thanks also, for this.
0: Like, I can't eat this stuff."
2: <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Can I just eat this over here? So brave. So then you have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and their story of faith, of worshiping, Basically, they,
0: they wouldn't worship, they the, wouldn't kings, worship idols.
2: the idols. But right. so
0: then they get thrown in the fire.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's Nebuchadnezzar. So Daniel mm-hmm. actually goes through three different kings. I mm-hmm. didn't know that was something that I learned too. So Nebuchadnezzar was first, and he loved Daniel. And then his son served after him, and he loved Daniel. And then that the son was overthrown by.
0: Darius or Darius Uh, yeah yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. but he was he was a a kin was he a cousin or something I can't remember I can't remember the relation but so then so then Darius was the king when when Daniel's story you know the lion's den story comes about and he loved Daniel like Daniel was an incredible person for all of these kings to be like yeah he's my favorite yeah and because he was the favorite then these other Babylonian men were These jealous jealousies. of him mm-hmm. and and convinced King Darius to to make this ridiculous rule that you couldn't worship the God of Israel or anybody but but the Babylonian idols and and things. So so Darius does and doesn't realize that they're doing it to trap Daniel and so then when he finds out he was so sad. <laughs> In fact so then he's like, Well, we have to do it because I decreed it. So I can't remember if he prayed, but he was up all night. Yeah. Um, worried about him and first thing in the morning he ran he ran to the lion's den to see uh, what had happened and and then to find daniel unharmed and then but those
0: guys that, got fed to the lions that made the law kind <laughs> of like a good, a good, Haman <laughs> like and esther where he was hung in the gallows that he was gonna have mordecai hung in they were like well yeah got yourself all set up
2: one thing that i liked from the shadrach meshach and abednego story is they when they were confronted, uh, when they wouldn't worship the idol, I love what they said. In fact, there's a there's a talk. It's it's in the Come Follow Me lesson. It, they gave a couple of conference talks, and one of them is, but if not, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are being confronted, and they say, we will only worship our God. And then they said, then you're going to die. And they said, well, our God will save us, but if not we will still worship him mm-hmm. and i love that and i actually i i hadn't that was something that i in my reading just kind of glazed over but then when i read that conference talk that was suggested in the come follow me lesson it was so powerful because it was you know what like i believe that he, i will be blessed but if not i still choose yeah i'd still choose god i still choose my my the savior and even if what i think is the blessing doesn't happen there will still I he will still take care of me basically so I love that and, and in the conference talk he goes through a couple of different modern day examples like I believe that I will marry the person of my dreams and and have a family but if not I still choose to marry yeah. you know to believe in and and all of these things and I just think of the the trials that are so real right now and if we can have that that expectation of like I believe that there's blessings but if I don't get blessed in the way that I think I should (laughs) be I still believe I will still follow anyway so I love that lesson um way more powerful if you read the conference talk or listen to it so go
0: yeah go do that I can read that that's wonderful
2: that was a fun one
0: all right, thanks so much for being with us today. So fun to have Allie here from PlantWise and also Lindy here from Enix Studies. So go and look at those show notes. Get all of those plant-based recipes. And if you heard subscribed to our newsletter, make sure that you do that too. That link is also in the show notes. That gives you the password to our freebie resource library. We're going to find tons and tons of recipes and all of our free printables and different guides that we have. And every week or, okay, let's be honest. It's usually every month I'll send out an email with podcast notes and with other really fun things that we have going on. So go see us at Helping of Happiness.